time for a PBFG quick hitter. Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Welcome to The Call, Week 11. Thanksgiving. Is it not Week 11? And then Week 12. I think last week was Week 11. Browns are 6-5. and five. I don't know what else I can say. And if you want me to say I fucked up, I fucked up. Welcome to The Call, Week 12? Week 12. I did it this time. Thanksgiving week. We're probably going to break out the first three games because they're Thanksgiving and put you put you in a nice little mini pod. If we do that, and you've already listened to that, you might want to skip ahead a few minutes. But without further ado, let's not waste time. I got a bus to catch. Let's hop into some games. Let's jump right in. The first game this wonderful Thanksgiving is the Chicago Bears going to play the Detroit Lions. The Lions are plus three and a half. Now, depending on who you believe online, this may be Matt Nagy's guaranteed last game as head coach of the Bears, to which I say, boy, I fucking hope so. But be mad. We thought that you like Matt Nagy. I do like Matt Nagy as a coach. I don't like him as an evaluator because he chose the team with Mitch Trubisky and then he sold his future for Justin Fields. This being said, if it's his last game, he's going to go balls out. He's going to call every fucking trick play in the book. He is going to try to skull fuck the Lions by 80 because he needs something to put on his resume to try to transcend the stink that is the Bears when he's going to get his next offensive coordinating or even maybe head coaching job in five months. Additionally, the Bears are starting Andy Dalton. It's official. That's a two-point upgrade for me over Fields because he is competent and he keeps the offense in rhythm, whereas Fields is a dumb shit and he is also dumb. The Lions will want this game, but they're probably going to be playing either bad UConn quarterback Tim Boyle or injured terrible quarterback jared goff either way i want the bears minus three but be mad it's minus three and a half not for fucking long tomorrow morning it'll probably be minus three on bovada and it's already minus three on like basically every other offshore book i agree with you in that the bears minus three is if we get that especially i will say i'm not as gung-ho about it as you are though uh two reasons One is that it's the counter to Matt Nagy going balls to the wall. The players have to care. If he's calling a bunch of like crazy trick plays and they're doing all this, like that's great. But if the players are sitting there like, thank God we get rid of this fucking guy after this last game, like they might throw in the towel and give up on him because all reports are that they don't really like him. And if they're about to fire him after the Thanksgiving game, regardless of the outcome, like things are not going well. So I worry about if the team will play for him. And then the second one is I do like Andy Dalton more than Justin Fields, but it's still Andy Dalton coming off of recent injury and the team. I can't imagine they're really that up for Andy Dalton either. Do you remember what happened last time you doubted Andy Dalton? It was the Andy Dalton revenge game. And like you, you, you are a hundred percent right. I all, I remember my words. All honesty, Andy Dalton's gonna want to come out and play well because Andy Dalton is probably gonna convince himself that if he plays well enough, Justin Fields can be injured for one more week, and every snap Andy Dalton gets is another chance to make a roster next year and pocket another five to ten million dollars. So especially because the quarterback market's gonna be live as fuck again this year, and somebody's gonna get left without a chair which means Andy Dalton could fucking end up starting somehow again. (laughs) The point is Andy Dalton's going to be bringing it. We know this. 
the offensive line is almost entirely young dudes, so they're going to care. And then Jason Peters, who is constantly trying to prove that he can still play football at the age of 73 years old. So he's going to care. None of the wide receivers have any cachet in the NFL. Like Again, Marquise Goodwin is trying to stay in the NFL. Darnell Mooney is trying to prove he can be the guy. Jimmy Graham will probably check out. But like Arlington Hambright and Jesper Horstead, these are not people who are going to have the fucking luxury of checking out. And I don't care about the defense because like literally no defense is bad enough to get shredded by the Lions. Yeah, the Browns, I mean, the Browns didn't get shredded by the Lions. The the Browns defense is bad and they gave up ten points and seven were on it was like the most one egregious holes. It was one busted run that was like Panay Sewell literally had clowny like in a bear hug from behind. It, it was a full Nelson. It was literally a full Nelson. Yeah. Um, and that's the only reason that play went. So that was their one score. Yeah. And Baker threw two picks. Like it, it, with with Boyle, they are a not a an NFL offense. Like they already kind of towed that line with Goff, but with Boyle in they legitimately will not score points. Now, it, it sounds like there's about a 55 to 60% chance that golf plays, but if you have a, a golf that is so banged up, he might not play because of an oblique injury. Oblique, that's part of your throwing motion. It's your titty, isn't it? Yeah, it's like your ribs. Yeah, that it's going to be difficult for him. And we know Jared Goff doesn't want things more difficult because he can't handle things when they're easy. This is a guy that lost games with the Rams and Sean McVay on his own. So... I like the Bears minus three. I love them minus two. In fact, I did something today. I was looking for things to parlay as anchors with Bears minus two because it's currently minus 140. Uh, so, like, you only need, like, you know, one big college favorite to tie with that, and boom, you're golden, you know. But uh, look into that. I'll call it a maybe for our pod picks. But uh, as an official Turkey Day pick, I'm going to make an official Turkey Day pick on every single game on Turkey Day. Bears are my Turkey Day pick. Get the minus three. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah, I'm kind of same boat. I... I don't love this one because I do worry about the team quitting on Nagy entirely. But the Macy's Day Parade is going to end and you're going to have to have a football game to bet on. And this is it. But I, yeah, I'll probably end up betting on it at least just a little bit because Thanksgiving fun. And if I do, it will be the Bears. But we can move on to the next game on Thanksgiving. The Las Vegas Raiders go to play the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are minus eight. I already regret my decision to make a pick on every Thanksgiving game. This game sucks. Uh, We have two teams that are significantly overrated. The Cowboys, who are good and overrated, and the Raiders, who are eh and overrated. I'm going to take the Raiders plus eight. Amari Cooper's not coming back yet. CeeDee Lamb may be back. Tyron Smith probably isn't going to be back. Ezekiel Elliott is now banged up. We've seen that Dak Prescott is not good. And that comes to the forefront when he does not have an elite supporting cast. This is not to say that the Raiders defense is spectacular, but is the Chiefs? I don't know if the Cowboys fail to put up 20 points again, but I know for a fact that the Raiders can put up 14 points on the Cowboys defense. And for that reason, I'm taking the scythe, the touchdown plus a hook. Yeah, I that's probably where I would end up going, not because I actually like the Raiders to you know play well with the cowboys but simply because eight's a a really hard number to take if you're taking the cowboys and the raiders oh man i'm rethinking this though we just talked about how the raiders are cooked they've had three straight terrible weeks 
Yes. After, you know, the, the special teams coach effect, uh, the emotional interim coming in that wore off. They had their two weeks where they really outplayed. Now they've had three back to back to back bad games. Do you know what it's mostly been like, like it, uh, it seems very obvious, but like mostly these games have been bad for them because Derek Carr can't stop giving the ball away. And well, he's, he's bad. So he'll always turn the ball over. It can't keep happening at this rate. It's like two turnovers a game for the last month. I mean, I, I will say that we thought before Gruden, Derek Carr, he had that one crazy good year. But other than that, he was quickly going into that Kirk Cousins below that level of like, do you even want? Him? Yeah, I'm. Like, I, I still think he's there. That's I've never moved him from that spot. Somewhere between like 16 and 18 in the league. And I think Gruden made him better. There's yeah. only so much you can do with Carr, but he definitely made him better. Yeah, and Gruden's so a great the, coach. So the 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 Carr we've seen the last you know three or three and a half years, four and a half years, however Gruden was there long Gruden was there has been one that's been coached up by a good offensive coach and maybe protected a little bit and now we're back to special teams guys so I don't think it's a crazy coincidence necessarily that his very good offensive coach leaves and then he starts turning the ball over and playing worse okay this is true and like going against my own argument is the fact that Derek Carr was trying to turn the ball over all year. He just wasn't successful in weeks one through like eight. Um, like the guy was putting up DNF performances all the time. So let, like, it's not like there has been some reversal in what we've seen from him. I'm just saying, man, nobody fumbles that much. And you got to figure at some point they'll at least figure out that they can run the ball or something I liked that I saw out of them against Cincinnati is they tried a lot more, uh, well, I, I think they tried like two. They tried wide receiver runs to just get the ball in their skill players' hands without putting it through the twisted transistor that is Derek Carr. So does that it's basically make you just feel- boiling down to we know we know that the Raiders will score seven to fourteen points because it's an NFL football game, right? And they're not like bottom tier bad. Mm-hmm. We know that this is true. I don't think that the Cowboys will score thirty points because I don't think they're good enough to do that. They scored 30 points on Atlanta, who is a significantly worse defense, and they were healthy for that game. They're not healthy. Like, they don't score that many points, except in shootouts and garbage time. This game figures to be tight. Dak Prescott is notoriously bad in tight games. Dak Prescott is notoriously bad when he doesn't have his full cast of heroes. R is I think Amari we got- and CD. Amari is, still out with- Amari is still out with COVID, so he can't play. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he, he does not have the shot. So Michael Irvin no play. and Florio and Michael Irvin have been like really on his ass today on Twitter. Uh, so I bet that's why he now regrets his life choices. Um, shucks, he has to stay home with his family and still get paid for Thanksgiving. This is a strategic COVID infection by Amari. <laughs> Did it on purpose. He was just sucking down needles in the fucking streets. Um I think you've got similar caliber quarterbacks. I don't know if that's a hot take, but if you want to hear my Dak slander, go listen to the recap pod from yesterday. you got similar caliber quarterbacks that aren't good. The Cowboys have a similar, if not a little bit better offensive line, uh, considering their injuries. Cowboys have similar, if not a little bit better wide receivers. And then the defenses, I think, are really, really similar. 
And because of this, I think that eight points is just way too fucking many. It's also Thanksgiving. Like, Thanksgiving games are notoriously close because everybody's a little bit groggy or a little bit unmotivated or a little bit extra motivated. They just always are close. I don't know what it is about them. They're always it's, – it's like playoff games. They're a little lower scoring than you expect, and they're always close. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm good with going Raiders plus eight simply because the injuries Dallas has right now, and you're right. When when Dak doesn't, we just spent a bunch of time last episode talking about how Dak struggles when things aren't perfect for him, or at least he's not going to transcend it. And this is a situation where things aren't perfect for him. The Raiders' defense can get some pressure on him. Max Crosby should be able to do a little bit. And they've played decent uh, defensively for the most part. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that the Cowboys' offense is about as good as the Bengals' offense. Maybe a, maybe a little better, but, like, it's not – it's not day and night. And as bad as the Raiders played, they still held the uh, Bengals offense in check. Yeah, that game was closer in the score look, too. Oh, yeah, I think I mean, it ended up like a three-score game or something. But It was bad turnover luck, and it wasn't out of hand until late. Like, yeah. It'll be all right. And again, this is a turkey day pick, not a pod pick. So the bar yeah. is lower. This this isn't even a maybe for a pod pick. This is just a turkey day pick. Yeah. All right, let's roll with uh... – Raiders plus eight. And for the final game on this Thanksgiving, we have the Buffalo Bills going to play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are plus six. I looked at this line and I was so fucking happy because I was like, ooh, Saints, it's going to be awesome. And then I saw that like three of their players might suit up. Yeah, no, this is, I, I like for Turkey Day, I'm going Bills on this game. Yeah? Yes. Not even because I like the Bills. But I think the Saints are very, very beat up. And Trevor Simeon is a bad quarterback. They have they have bad playmakers outside of Kamara. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I like Deontay Harris, but it's you have to do things to get him the ball. Yeah. They like they have they have a bunch of role players. They don't have actual receivers they can go to consistently or bail out their bad backup quarterback. <laughs> Yo, PFF has Deontay Harris as the second-rated wide receiver in the NFL. That is not That's correct. That's wild. That is not correct. Their their ratings are so strange, man. But like they're valuable, but they're they're also ones where you're like that that does not compute. Um, I'm currently just using them because it's a really easy way to just see who's all healthy. I see. But yeah, so this isn't. It's mainly just that I don't I don't trust the Saints right now. Sean Payton looks like he's coaching to just like get through the season the defense hasn't been as great recently and well, the they have one up. they have one pitch although it's a perfect pitch for the fucking dude this is josh allen's gonna have a bad game like we're talking like two worse picks. than what he's been doing or maybe it's gonna be bad explain why is it gonna be especially bad this week so it's gonna be we've learned that the defensive coordinator of the Saints, McCoy, is literally only capable of running cover one man, right? So he's got the one deep safety, which will be Marcus Williams, who's awesome. We love him. Brown should have signed him. They're dumb. They instead they went the opportunity. They went for John Johnson instead. I mean, the benefit is that that contract is super easy to get out of. Well, like, they better hope. Deal. We're browsing. But... We're browsing, and that's not what we're here for. <laughs> the Saints. <laughs> The Saints run cover one man, which is Marcus Williams is going to drop deep as far. He's going to go as deep as the deepest player. And then they're going to have Lattimore and Adebo on the outside, just manning up on the uh, wide receiver, the outside wide receivers for the Bills. Um, 
they're a little bit more variable on like what they do inside, but um, their slot corner is PJ Williams, who is back to being a good corner again. Like he's finally healthy again, and it's it looks nice. I really and then. I mean, they have Malcolm Jenkins and Jeff Heath, neither of which are like legitimately good, strong safeties, but they effectively play linebacker. That I mean, they, that's good. It's a good defense, and Marcus Davenport's back. They might be able to get a fucking pass rush for once. Josh Allen's going to throw picks because when you are inaccurate against man coverage, the ball doesn't end up in your receiver's hands. Do you think that offense will be able to score at all for the Saints? I don't know. That's my because problem. I, I agree with you. Like Josh Allen hasn't been great this year in general, and the Saints. That's like saying I'm not very tall. Well, I I'll get there. We're we're working on <laughs> it. It's a gross understatement. <laughs> like the the Saints defense hasn't been as good as I thought they would be, but they're still a solid defense, and Josh Allen has underperformed this year. So I'm sure the Saints will be able to hold them. They're not going to give up 35 points. It, the defense won't give up 30. Yep. But my worry is that the Saints defense will have to stop them like all but twice if they want to win or even cover this number. Like, it, think- it's not that I think they won't be able to stop them. It's that I don't think they're going to be able to stop them enough for their offense to win or cover this game. Because I don't think their offense can be able to score more than twice. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I totally fucking agree. And that's why I don't like this game. Um, it is not a pod pick. That is for goddamn sure. Oh, hell no. But as a turkey day pick, I'm, I'm kind of just tempted to take the fucking points, man. That, that's probably the smart thing math-wise. If, if we had our, uh, our statistician in today, they, they could tell us. But... Yeah, I mean, if, if that's what you're feeling, I'm probably just going to roll with the Bills because I think the Saints won't be able to score enough. <laughs> Remember when Jameis was playing and the Saints just choke slammed the Patriots and the Packers? Yeah. Those are good days. That was great. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the video because I just swooped on camera with the daydreaming face and it was perfect. Okay, official Turkey Day pick for the final game is going to be Saints off the back of a defensive touchdown. Let's say Bills. We separate. We're separate. We have we have a crossfire that we're not even betting on. Um, okay, so those are our Turkey Day picks. Gobble gobble, motherfuckers.